Welcome, I'm Richard Prosh, and this is another edition of Six Gun Justice Conversations. These are occasional bonus downloads where my co-host, Paul Bishop, or I get to hang out around the virtual Six Gun Justice podcast campfire, spend some time talking with friends who work in the Western genre. With me for this edition is writer Bernard Schaefer. Bernard Schaefer is the author of the acclaimed Santero and Rain thriller series featuring detective Carrie Santero and her mentor, the troubled Jacob Rain. The Thief of All Light, An Unsettled Grave, and Blood Angel are available from Kensington Books. In 2021, Berkeley Books will debut Schaefer's brand new Western trilogy as part of the Ralph Compton imprint. Look for Face of a Snake, Snake's Fury, and Hell Snake starting in February. Schaefer's award-winning nonfiction book, Way of the Warrior, The Philosophy of Law Enforcement, is taught in universities and police academies around the world. Howdy, Bernard. Howdy. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, as an accomplished law enforcement officer and an acclaimed writer, you hold two of the toughest jobs in America. I appreciate your service in both. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Which of your two careers did you inspire to most when you were a kid? I never thought of becoming a cop until, let me back up, my father was a career policeman. So I kind of grew up around law enforcement and surrounded by it, but it never was anything I ever aspired to or was interested in. Um, as a matter of fact, as a child, uh, I was an actor. I was in New York a lot. I was in commercials and plays and I was on TV. I did a series for Nickelodeon. So from that, um, I became interested in, in storytelling, writing. Um, I've always loved to read. So the writing was, was definitely a, a career path that I thought I would pursue. And it was not until after high school when I got tired of working at like a gas station and just a, a bunch of odd jobs, and, uh, like construction work, um, that I realized I needed to do something more uh, with my life. So I went into the police academy. That must have been incredible to work with, uh, to be an actor and work on the set with stories and stuff, an incredible way to learn about story. It, it was a hands-on experience with it, that's for sure. Um you know, and, and scripts are definitely a lot of dialogue and, and dialogue is, is something that I pride myself on in my work. And I guess just from a very early age, I've just, I've just kind of been conditioned to think that way. Like the words on the page would reflect how someone would speak them. So, right. you know, to me, it, it, it all has to, to mesh together. Which came first, crime writing or, or maybe Westerns? Well, to tell you the truth, I guess back in the, in the start, I was, I was more of a science fiction uh, writer doing, you know, a lot of short stories and, and, thinking that I would write comic books and short stories. Uh, it never occurred to me even to attempt to write a novel until, I want to say, about 2009, I wrote my first one. And it was it was historic crime. It was Sherlock Holmes and Jack the Ripper. And then with the, the indie publishing movement with Kindle and Nook and all of those, I just wrote in whatever genre I felt moved to do. So I, would, I wrote science fiction. I wrote crime. I wrote just short stories. I wrote a sci-fi Western, like whatever it was, I would just mash everything together. Just all these stories I had inside that I was dying to, to let out. That kind of went as far as it could go in terms of, of doing it on my own. And I realized it was time to you know approach the, the traditional market, the mainstream and, and go the regular route with an agent and find a publisher and you know put the books in stores. Sure. That's kind of the best way to get started though, isn't it? I mean, you get to you just write what you want to write. That's I think the most important message. Being, yeah. You learn on the job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you, and, and, <clears throat> you do. Yeah. and like you say, I think, you know, that's something that as writers, we, we've probably both heard a lot is don't, 
don't necessarily write for the market right away, but write what you what you feel like is dying to get out. It, it was good because I, I really enjoyed the chance to express myself and be as creative as I could, and, and it was you know constantly challenging. And I was I was definitely a part of the the indie movement. Um, I had written a couple of anthologies and worked with you know some pretty substantial authors. Harlan Ellison mentored me at one point. Just people people of, uh, along those lines who I guess were what you would consider like the 1960s or 70s versions of the indie authors who were doing it themselves with the pulp magazines and the, and the older sci-fi magazines and putting out their own anthologies. So it was a great learning experience. And, and plus having a little bit of background now with publishing, you know, I was doing all the cover art, I was doing all the advertising, I was doing all the copy editing. You know, now that I'm working with a team of people who do that professionally, I, you know, I, I kind of defer to them because they're the experts, but I have a little bit of an idea as far as what they're doing. So I can at least talk about it and ask some, I guess, some more informed questions than I would have otherwise. Right. I can imagine how being on the job influences your Santero and Rain thriller series, but how does being on the job affect your Western writing or does it? I, I think it does. I really wanted to get away from just being another cop who writes books about cops. So I was definitely interested in moving into a, another genre that I felt I had something to offer and bring to it. And when that opportunity came up to write Westerns, uh, I, I grabbed onto it with both hands. I would often say, I don't use my writing to tell people what police work is really like. Like I think you get a lot of that from other authors who are also cops. They want to like, mm, I don't want to say self-glorify, but they want to tell you the truth about what they experience or, or their own pain or what they've seen people do to each other. And for me, it was never, I've tried to never let it really be about that. I've, I've tried to use what I've learned in law enforcement about humanity to inform my writing. So it's kind of gone the reverse way. Obviously, as, as a cop, you see a lot of crazy stuff. You see people do some truly bizarre things. And I think that's definitely you know helped with my writing because you, there's really nothing that, that people aren't capable of. So if you if you can imagine it and you can write it, then it's really not that outlandish. Right. And people are still people. They were people in the 1800s too, right? So they, they sure. did crazy things back then too. I would, ima I would imagine it's probably crazy, right? Right, right. Because exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I really, really do enjoy the Western genre. You know, I've loved it since I was a kid in terms of movies and, and uh, the stories that are told. And it, there is nothing more quintessentially... American in terms of literature than the Western. And, and if you can take, if you can take your shot at that and put your mark on it, then you've done something. Oh, that's a great, that's a great view. Um, what are, what are some of your favorites? Uh, in terms of, of books, uh, books, movies, be, TV. Well, okay. Books right off the bat, Lonesome Dove, The Coward Who Shot Jesse James by Ron. Right, 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 right. Jesse, right. Yeah. I, I love that book. Um, and the one that he wrote before that about the Dalton gang, Mm -hmm. which of course I can't think of the name of right now, uh, was, was fantastic. But then I moved to the other end of the spectrum too, with uh, Cormac McCarthy for, you know, Blood Meridian, No Country for Old Men is a, is a Western, in my opinion, just yep. a more modern one. Those books, what I think they show us when you, when you look at those books is the Western genre is so flexible and adaptable. You can have some different, different subgenres in there that exist and have nothing to do with one another. So you can have your romantic Western, you can have your comedy Western, you can have your action Western, you can have your your dime novel Western, you know, not to, not to knock any of them, but the, we're, you know, we're talking about the, the classic ones where if the sheriff or the lawman or the bounty hunter, whoever it is. But then towards the other end of the spectrum, you have fine literature that exists within the genre. And, and what I found is, is when writing it, I'm able to use a voice that I, I can't use uh, in other places because it just feels so natural to write in that mode. 
And That's I, I don't think I would I would have yeah, I don't think I would have that voice if if it weren't for some of the people that have really pushed more toward the literary direction. This is what I like to read, you know, and, and it just kind of you feel free to feel free to explore that kind of space. Yeah, to stretch, to stretch a little. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Movies, let's see. Um, Wild Bunch is one of my favorites. I know I'm gonna forget a bunch right now. Tombstone, of course, I love No Country for Old Men again. Um and, but also it's funny lately, my son is 20 now and we just started watching some of the spaghetti Westerns uh, together. Yeah. And he loves them. They're they're It's an incredible amount of fun, you know, just get a, such a kick out of the idea that these guys in another country just d- decided to recreate, you know, everything that was going on out here with what they had. And didn't matter if you, if you didn't speak English, they were just going to go for it anyway. And it, it's, they're, they're just so much fun. Even the titles, if you ever just look at some of the titles for the spaghetti Westerns, they're, they're hysterical. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, that's funny that you bring that up because my, my son is 17. And so we do the same, okay. we, you know, we've watched some of the spaghetti Westerns and we, we, yeah. you know, we, we can't help, but sometimes, you know, drop into the uh, mystery science theater kind of riff on them sometimes just because sure. they're, they're so much fun. And, uh, yes. you know, growing yeah. up and growing up where he has grown up in the Midwest and we've been to Wyoming several times, you, you know, you can kind of tell the difference after a while between Wyoming and, and, uh, Italy or, or Spain or wherever they were filming. <laughs> so it's, it's I would fun. think so. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> Excellent. So, so Berkeley is publishing three of your titles this year. Can you tell us yes. uh, about the the snake the snake titles and how they came about? Sure. They actually approached me. Uh, they approached me through my agent. Kind of recruited me. They there was some kind of issue that went on where they needed they needed work done fast and they needed it done well. And I, I when I have to, I can I can work extremely fast. And I brought that work ethic with me from you know the days when I was doing it all myself. You know, when you're indie publishing, you're trying to put as much content out as you can. So it was an insane time span. I wound up writing three novels in six months. That is a lot. Like <laughs> that is a lot of writing. It is. Yeah, but I got it done. And I knew that I could because at that point I had the confidence in myself. I had my writing muscles were really nice and strong from from doing so much writing that I was able to just sit down, plot the whole thing out and, and do what I needed to do. But it was only supposed to be one book initially. So I, I came up with the idea for Face of the Snake, proposed it to them. They loved it. And as I was writing it, of course, you know, the mind starts to wander, you know, to what came next or what came before or what else is there to it. And I realized by the end of the book that I had a much bigger story in mind. And as luck would have it, as soon as they read the first one, they asked me for two more. And I said, I know exactly what to do. You had it worked out. I had yeah, I had it all worked out. I sketched the whole thing out and sent it right to them. They said, great, get it done. So that is a remarkable amount of work in a short time. How do you, how do you balance that with your, with your day job? I work during the day and I, I come home and I, I work all night. So, <laughs> um, but I did, I did burn a lot of time now, not that, not that we were lucky to have a pandemic, but because there was a pandemic, there was nothing else to do, nowhere else to go. So I had a lot of vacation time banked. So I was able to use a lot of that time to get that work done. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it just kind of worked out, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a big commitment, you know, and, and toward the end, it did, it did kind of get to the point where it's like, oh my God, I need another 2000 words tonight, you know, seven days a week trying to do, you know, two to 4,000 words a night. It, it gets a little bit much to the point that when I finished, I said, that's it. I'm taking a break. I'm not writing anything else for a while. And I've, I've been tinkering with another project, but I've not quite gotten back into that mode yet just because I've been chilling out and watching movies and, and 
relaxing. That leads into my next question. Uh, are you up for a Santero and Rain book or a Western or what's next? I'm not contracted to do anything right now. I have a really good idea for a, another, a, a different direction for the Santero and Rain series. And I have a crazy idea for the Snake series that I think I would need a lot more leverage to pull off because if I told anyone what it was, they would not let me write anything again. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but but if I had some leverage and I had some sales and I and I had a little bit yeah a little bit more substance to what I what I wanted to approach them with, then they might hear me out at least before they kick me out of the room. But what I'm working on right now is a different novel. I, I want to try something that's not a western, and I want to try something that's not a, a, a thriller. You know, has nothing to do with serial killers or anything like that. It's more of a more of a literary crime novel. And yeah. it's a standalone and, and it's just a totally different direction. We'll look forward to that. I need to wrap up our conversation, Bernard. So I'll do so by pointing folks to your website, www.bernardshafer.com. And you're also on social media, uh, Facebook, yes. Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm at Bernard Schaefer for almost everything. So I try to keep it simple for people. Great. Thanks for being a part of the Six Gun Justice podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I've listened to your other podcasts. I think they're wonderful. You guys do great work. And I really appreciate having you on. And thanks to you for listening. Paul and I appreciate your support of our Six Gun Justice podcast and hope you continue to enjoy each and every episode. As always, a hearty thank you to our sponsors, Wolfpack Publishing, author Chris Enns, and the Western Writers of America for making this podcast possible. Be sure to check our website, www.sixgunjustice.com, for links to previous podcast episodes, speed listens, and prior conversations along with reviews, interviews, and articles from the Western genre. Till next time, keep the sun at your back and a good horse at hand. Let's ride.